it's hard to tell if I'm rich, fortunate, or I'm a student. Maybe all three. I know. Maybe I don't have to pick one or two. Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. And yeah, I, again, with the almost complete lack of other things to do, including work, and the amount of time that I spend studying uh, or just spending my time busying myself with the different subjects that I'm interested in here uh, in Beijing, I, I do kind of wonder if maybe I've returned to the life of being a student or is this the uh, essence of being rich or is it simply I'm very fortunate to be in the circumstance that I'm in and having the time, the effort and the inclination uh, to uh, do these things. I did spend some time uh, studying Chinese. I didn't spend as much time as yesterday. I actually don't. Uh, I actually spent some of the morning just reading an English book because when I woke up, I'm like, I was actually a little bit tired because uh, yesterday, I guess I, I was working out quite a bit and I just couldn't get going in the morning. But it wasn't just me. I've heard this from a few people today that. Uh, uh, people, it was just a little bit rougher for some uh, whatever reason. I I assume it's the humidity. Typically, when spring comes around, uh, you know it's a little bit more humid. The weather changes, and our bodies have to adapt. And so, I think that has something to do with it. But I, this morning, I did spend some time just reading English books because I was like, I want to I want to read something where I understand the words. Uh, I did do some of my Chinese textbook or textbooks and yeah it's like every second word you're um or at least every third or fourth character you're looking up and going oh i should know this and it's just like the greeting chinese is almost an exercise in uh humility basically it's there's almost no other way to really describe it other than yeah why don't i know this i should know this already uh but uh yeah, I'll get back to the books again tomorrow a little bit, or at least I might uh, make things simpler and just kind of study vocab work, uh, vocab lists, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Maybe change it up a little bit, uh, maybe do some writing as well. Uh, maybe not just uh, do the textbook work, but I'm so close. I, what did I do today? I, I think I read chapter 32. I didn't do any writing. That's what I skipped out today because I'm like, I don't want to do that just yet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I read chapter 32, so that means I'm like four chapters away from finishing the HSK-5 books in terms of the first pass through. And I almost, I almost feel guilty and it almost feels a little, uh, I don't know, naughty going, getting to this far in the HSK-5 books. I'm like, it's like, it's, it seems like it should be a big step. It really should. I mean, it's 36 chapters. I've had the books for a year and a half, almost two years. I think I bought them in the summer of 2021, 2020, if, I, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I remember thinking how I, I was going to be able to power through them. When did I buy them? Was it last, last year or? Oh my goodness, I can't remember. Anyway, I've had them for a while. Um, they've traveled quite a bit with me, uh, but, uh, so, so to get through them 
in this time to finally, you know, uh, have gone through, read them. And now if you say that you know, if you're HSK5, people think you know what you're talking about. And I'm going, doesn't feel like it. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. Does not feel like it at all. Oh, goodness. Anyway, so that's uh, kind of what kept me somewhat busy this morning. And then uh, in the afternoon, yeah, I was doing a little bit more reading. And actually, I was looking into these, um, apparently, this, this has come up a, a, a few times. Computer games in China. Apparently, this thing is huge. Uh, I remember when uh, Kay Gambit, he was on my uh, podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, and he was talking about it, how it has it's exploded since the uh, pandemic started. And, I mean, it uh, had I know one guy who actually went over to work for one of these companies. I'm not sure if they hire foreigners. I, I'm, I'm assuming they do, but I don't know how you find these jobs. Uh, but it's, it's, it came up uh, in conversation again. It was kind of like, really, this is kind of weird that it seems to be such a huge industry. Uh, I guess it makes sense. I don't know what I don't know what I'd do at a game company if I did work at one, uh, but uh, you know, with my interest in computer graphics and you know, last year even I was trying to install Unity or Unreal Engine. Those are the major game development platforms. I couldn't because my computer isn't big enough, uh, or at least it doesn't always have enough memory to run these programs. So, <laughs> and you know, learning another program. Oh my goodness, it's, uh, it's there's a certain point where you're kind of like, oh. How many more do I have to learn before I'm, you know, sated, satiated with uh, my knowledge base? And uh, doesn't seem like we're there just yet. Anyway, my, yesterday I mentioned that I'd talk about um, what if I was starting a blog or a podcast again. I got thinking about this. Like, what would I do differently? Uh, and it's it's hard to sort of tell because. As much as you look at the things I have set up, and it almost seems a little bit roughshod, to tell you the truth, uh, maybe some people would could have the impression that it's a bit more polished than it is, but the idea, like, my main website, which is stevensersky.com, that's where like, I, I send a lot of people because it is an archive of everything, just about everything I do. From there, there are links to other places, but those links have changed over time. And moreover, it's not that uh, they've changed. Those different links, th some of them have sort of just gone by the wayside. And I'm terrible at updating these things. Bandcamp is a good example of this. I have stuff on there from years ago. I meant to put on the January stuff. Still haven't even published the uh, the extended album just yet, the January and December drumming. Um, which one of the reasons why is because <laughs> March Motion started, uh, which I have finished and uploaded, and now I'm in the midst of uh, April After Effects, and I haven't had as much time as I thought I was going to. Actually, I, I kind of knew that April was going to be, you know, hit or miss in terms of busyness. I didn't realize that trying to learn a new program was going to be kind of difficult <laughs> during this time. I feel like I should be a lot farther ahead than I am at the moment, but uh, I will catch up and I will uh, uh, be able to at least publish something for uh, April After Effects. 
So what would I do differently? Like, what would I sort of look for if I was starting a blog or a podcast? Um, I think, as I mentioned yesterday, I would probably do a few test runs. I would do a few trial balloons, sort of, and not with so much with other people, but with myself to see if I was interested in doing it. So that, uh, like I'm referring more to, you know, the freewordpress.com websites, anchor.fm, or even YouTube, and just not publishing things publicly, but making them private, doing a few things, going through the steps, going through the motions of recording whatever it is, or writing it down, and then publishing them, in quotation marks, publishing them on the platform as if I was going to show someone else. With the idea being that as you go through that, that, that sort of procedure, then you get a better idea of what it takes and what's needed to actually say something, write something, and then have someone possibly criticize it, read it. It's very nice to think that, you know, people are going to read your stuff or listen to it and be like, yeah, they're going to love it. Or one of the more common uh, fears is, well, I don't want to be famous. Uh, Doesn't always work that way. (laughs) Matter of fact, most times it doesn't. The fear of success. I don't want to be famous. You need to work on being famous, or you first of all, you need to work on publishing before you can have that fear of being famous. It does stop a lot of people. And I even I hear it in people I talk to. I'll tell you, there are some people who talk a good game. Oh well, you know if I if I started this or I did that, you know, uh, you know, I, so many people would be listening. Like, oh, you know, and I, I mean, I've been doing this for a few years. And by no means have I reached any sort of, you know, massive amount of followers or anything. But I can tell you, it's not that easy. It's not that easy to, first of all, get to that level. But second of all, to maintain. And even before you get to that level, to produce and publish on such consistency on such a regular basis that you're able to attain that level. I remember uh, the travel bloggers that I used to uh, sort of keep track of in the early 2010s. They were spending a lot of time on their computers, and it's something I hated about the whole idea. Like, if I'm traveling, I don't want to be on my computer. I want to be out there. That was sort of the thing. So it was out... Every minute was an experience, but in order to build one of those successful travel blogs, they had to spend a lot of time writing proposals to companies for sponsorships. Uh, They had to take certain pictures. They had to get edited. Uh, Like the the photos had to be edited. The footage had to be transferred. If they were doing uh, video footage, you'd have to get it edited and uploaded on who knows what sort of Wi-Fi connections that they had, right? So it was a lot of... Sort of little things that, for the regular person, like even for me, was very frustrating. You have to get through that. And if you don't want to do it, you have to find people to do it for you, 
which costs money. So it's it's very easy to say, you know, I don't want to be famous, but it's not always easy to put in the time and the effort to get there. So, but that's, you know, that, that that's more of a mentality uh, argument, like uh, not psyching yourself out before you've even started. The In terms of practicality, uh, the major platforms, because the first episode, the first podcast episode I did two years ago was actually a anniversary of a sorts of my blog, which had started back in 2010, I think. So in April 2010. And what I was doing is I was reviewing what it was it took to start a blog uh, back in 2020. Considering what I said back then, in terms of setting up a website, getting your socials set up, I don't think a lot has changed. Uh, the one big thing that I would add to the arsenal, to the toolbox of uh, the modern um, publisher, the modern producer, is you probably have to start a podcast or at least some sort of spoken form uh, content. And it could be just about anything like, so you could be reading your blog posts, you could be commenting on your blog posts, you could be commenting on your videos, uh, things like that. But there'd have to be some sort of audio format where people could listen on the go. I've noticed that's become a lot more apparent or a lot more common, uh, prevalent, there we go, in the uh, the publishing world. Um, the only other major addition to the socials since 2020, so far as I can tell, and again, I haven't hit a major milestone of followers or anything, TikTok would be the one that comes up more often than not. And when you think of TikTok, uh, people, I think it's usually people think of dancing. Uh, There's arguments to do the dancing, and then there's also arguments that if you spend enough time getting to know TikTok, or even here in China, Douyin, which is the original one, uh, you can sort of start to see where you might be able to offer some sort of... um, difference from what else has gone on before. Now, for many reasons, I cannot access TikTok here. I can do Douyin, um, but with Douyin, I haven't really committed a lot of time to publishing there because a lot of my stuff isn't English. Now, I could do like the whole English teacher on Douyin sort of thing, which would probably be the most common thing to do, Um, but then that would mean that I would be an English teacher online as well, which is not a bad thing. And especially if it's geared towards the Chinese market, is a huge market. Um, it's something to consider at least. But uh, in terms of going on to Dick, uh, TikTok, yeah, the other one, right? Uh, TikTok, uh, they, uh, you could publish short vi- videos on there, which are different from what you'd find on Instagram and on YouTube. A lot of this comes down to demographics, like who's been using it. Um, Instagram and Facebook typically are older demographics. Uh, YouTube uh, is more longer form content. It's best for like explanatory videos, like lengthy ones or product reviews and things like that. 
TikTok and even Douyin, those are good for your shorter uh, one to two, maybe three minute long videos. If it's a three minute video, it's got to be more of a story, where if it's under a minute or roughly a minute, uh, then it's going to be something probably very funny or something horribly tragic. Tragic, And anything less than that is probably just going to be a snippet of uh, life. Now, one thing that I have learned since 2020, which seems so obvious now, but has become a lot easier in that time, is that for all of the major platforms, so your Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Douyin, um, even LinkedIn now has been talked about. Um, I'm not sure if Snapchat is too relevant uh, as much as people thought it was. Uh, and then all these other ones. Twitter, that's the other one that I post to quite a bit. Uh, you don't need to be creating unique content for each. You can repurpose, but I will refer to the words of Gary Vaynerchuk, who's probably one of the big league, big hitters in the sphere of... Uh, media marketing, social media marketing, it has to be unique to the platform. So you can't just, you know, copy paste your funny video from TikTok onto YouTube because um, YouTube's gone beyond that. YouTube started out that way, the whole horrible, I don't want to look away sort of, I don't want to look, but I don't want to look away sort of video um, and, or the really funny video like, hey, check out this YouTube, it's so funny. Look at this guy get smacked in the face with a pie or something like that. Those days are gone on YouTube. It, it does not do that stuff anymore. That's TikTok. It could be even Snapchat, Snapchat, but you don't hear people talking about Snapchat. It's uh, kind of gone by the wayside, to tell you the truth. Um, and Instagram, even Instagram, is a little bit more substantial. I think even more, a little bit more focused. Like, I use Instagram a lot for workout videos uh, and stuff like that. Not that I post them, but that, that I'm finding ideas and inspiration to go for my workouts. Um, and a lot of, of all things, how, how old does this sound? Physiotherapy. You know, I have an, a cre creaking knees. How do you fix that? A bad lower back, which is probably the most common complaint. How do you fix that? How do you uh, address those issues? So with those, like Facebook and Instagram would be a lot older demographic. Uh, YouTube, longer form content. And then TikTok, you know, the shorter photo, shorter clips. If you made a larger clip or a larger piece of whatever it is, basically if you spent two hours a day creating something, a blog post, a video, then from that two hours, you could cut it up and shoot out to these different social media platforms the content content that you need. So you can, if you, the, the one example that comes to mind is that if, as an English teacher, if you were to record yourself um, giving a lecture, right? It doesn't have to be in a class. It could be at home or wherever. And you on a whiteboard, you have to give an example sentence or whatever. Like a, uh, you don't even have to have a whiteboard. You could do this as a screen recording. But you you record a lecture from that. You pull um, a, a TikTok video, which would be a, a, an example of uh, a, an example sentence. You could cut up. From a, an hour-long lecture, you take four 15-minute explanations of different topics. You can take the whole PPT that you use, publish that on certain platforms. Uh, you could probably hit LinkedIn and target people 
not spam, but target people and say, hey, I, you know, if you searched it and said, hey, I see you're having trouble with this, I do have a, a video or a blog post about that topic. So something like that, or if you need help, you know, contact me for services, something along those lines. Twitter as well, uh, you can publish examples of what you did, like 140 character, you know, uh, like quizzes, like even this happens on Instagram as well, you know, where they have this, these meme cards, the which one is it, A, B, C, or D, they have the, the sentence and then four choices that you could pick from. And I think, I'm, I'm thinking of from like the English teacher point of view, but this could be applied to any language teacher. I've seen this happen across the platforms, uh, even for, I don't see it happening with Chinese too much, uh, but English, you do see uh, this happening quite a bit in terms of um, uh, publication across different platforms. YouTube is full of English teachers, uh, especially like IELTS or TOEFL, all those standardized tests. Uh, the the platform is rife with them. I think the biggest one that comes to mind is the IELTSadvantage.com. That guy has been in business for, for years. Uh, and uh, I mean, I know I've used his stuff in class when uh, before that. That's going back a few years ago already. Um, so something like that where you're taking... From an hour-long lecture, you cut it up into four 15-minute YouTube videos. From that, you cut that up into five three-minute TikTok videos. From that, you take it into a one-minute Twitter video or a one-minute Instagram video. Um, and then, like, five or six different tweets or even something along the lines of um, the meme cards, like, pick the right answer. So from that one hour of blah, blah, blah in the morning or even in the evening, whenever it is, you're able to draw all that sort of content. And this goes both for blogs and podcasts because I don't think, I'm not sure if you can be just one anymore. I think it, there is sort of a hybrid um, necessity to do to do these things. Now, if you were just going to do uh, a written form or just a spoken form, I think you could do it, but you might not see the same level of engagement that you're probably looking for. Uh, if you're okay with that, uh, then you could certainly keep on going along with it, because I know some people don't want to get involved too much with the technology rather than, you know, just publish or and not worry about it. Like, <laughs> For me, my podcast statistics, I don't track those very much. Um, with the website, uh, I have a couple different analytics going on it, but I mean, I don't check them very often. Uh, I mean, it's a few hundred visits basically a month. We're talking l hundreds, but not tens of thousands. Uh, cumulative, it gets into the thousands, but it's, it, I mean, it's by no means am I having to hire server space to deal with the demand. Let's put it that way. Uh, but with that, if you have a blog, uh, written form, you, you'd probably need the uh, the spoken form as well on a free platform like uh, Anchor.fm. If you do use the other ones like Pod Podbean and what's the other one? There's Podbean. There's SoundCloud. SoundCloud caps have a three-hour limit though. I used mine up in like uh, a month. <laughs> uh, and then, but Podbean, I think, is also free up until a certain amount. Is it also three hours? I can't remember. I think something like that. Uh, so 
you kind of have to be careful on what, what were the limits and then whether or not you want to commit the money or if you want to create new accounts every now and then to uh, sort of deal with it. I settled on Anchor.fm because it's allied with Spotify uh, and it's free all the time. Um, so that means that they're running ads against me. I know this. I'm not against it because for this format of the Daily Audio Digest, I'm going, you know what? It's something that I'm willing to sort of deal with on that. Now, my bigger podcast, I wasn't willing to have these adverts, these ads run against it, so I kept it mostly just to my uh, my website on a restricted basis, basically. So I was willing to take that hit, but also with the idea that I was going to be put, putting things up onto YouTube, which, again, since it's free, they'd be running ads against my videos before they started. So uh, that's that's something that... I was okay with, that I am okay with, at least for the time being, uh, could change uh, going forward. So with that, I think one thing that uh, if I was starting again, uh, in terms of the practicality of uh, the different platforms that I'd be involved on, I'd I'd draw my little spider web. And this is by no means new. Uh, This is something that has been used for years in, uh, it's like a publication channel, uh, channel. So you have your main content. That's you, your your website. Where do you want to people? Where do you want to drive uh, the people to? You put that in the center, and then around that, you draw these little spider web uh, bubbles. Basically, your your secondary offerings. That's your your uh, Instagram, your Facebook, YouTube, Douyin, TikTok, uh, Twitter. And then from there, you write down from each of those, you write down what type of content would go to each of those channels. So for Twitter, it can be uh, pictures, short form videos under 45 seconds, 140, 140 characters. It can be responses. It could be questions. It could be uh, your answers, things like, like along those lines. So there's three or four things you can do on each different platform that uh, you might not be able to do on every platform, which is what is meant by it has to be contextual, it has to be unique to that platform, or else people will kind of see what it is and it's kind of like, ah, that just seems like spam. Some doesn't look like you put much effort into that. <laughs> uh, that sort of response. When I've, we have all seen them before, so I'm sure we can... Uh, Identify them when uh, when they come across our screens. All right, I've talked a lot about the uh, practicality of it. Um, I think I might, if I can, tomorrow I'll jot down a few ideas, sort of where the ideas are to start these things, because I think some people might be intimidated. Talking about the practicality of like, what should I do? What do you mean by what should you do? Do you mean in terms of idea? Do you mean in terms of like what platforms you should be on. So today I talked a lot about the uh, uh, the practical application, the publishing aspects, um, which you can find a lot of information on uh, online. They're pretty common these days. The big hitters in that sphere would be uh, Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. He's a guy I've been uh, following for years. And then also uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, who's based in New York. Uh, he's one of the big marketing people in the United States. And he has a free booklet that you can download, uh, 62 Ways, what is it, 62 Ways? 
how to make 62 or 64 pieces of content in a day, something like that. He has a lot of YouTube videos. They're worth watching, uh, very informative if you want to learn how to do modern social media marketing. Uh, and then Pat Flynn would also be very good for like the technological aspect uh, and also like, you know, how to do the spider web and also producing content. So it's uh, those are your two main go-tos as far as I can tell, uh, Pat Flynn and uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. All right, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, it's getting late. I want to get to bed and I uh, didn't really get my workouts in today. So tomorrow I want to be able to get my workout in nice and early that way it's done and done before the day starts. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stephensersky.com. And the only other thing that I can think of is that, is it Easter already? It doesn't feel like it here in China, tell the truth. I mean, but Easter comes and goes every year. Uh, and it's not one of the times that uh, China really recognizes we're observing lockdowns, or at least Shanghai is. Although I, I see that they're uh, they're getting lifted now. It's uh, uh, there seems to be some sort of uh, improvement in the situation, and there might be some speculation that the cases there are a lot of asymptomatic cases. So then, why was there a lockdown? Is it just out of precaution, or were there some other sort of ideas going on? Who knows? Anyway. Hope you guys are well, staying safe, enjoying the warmer weather up in the Northern Hemisphere. I know Canada's getting more snow, and here we are. We have the nice Sakuras in bloom. Hopefully this weekend we're able to get out and see a few more of the parks. Thanks, folks, for listening. Once again, show notes and tracks up on my website. Hope you guys are doing well. We'll talk again. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye.